Today's scripture reading is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 15 to 20. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know Him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, in order that you may know the hope to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in His holy people, and His incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength, he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. The Word of God, the people of God. HGTV has a show called Fixer Upper. It's a show, there's a lot of shows that are like it. There's a lot of shows in this category where people who know what they're doing go into a house and they bring transformation to the house, they redesign the house, they remodel the house, they, they bring new things to the house. It's always kind of fun for me to watch these kinds of shows because... You get, to see, you get to see trends, you know, if you're looking to remodel in your own home, if you're looking to redesign things in a, in a room in your house, it gives you a chance to kind of see what's trending out there, what some new things are, what, what the new design colors are, and those sorts of things. And it's also fun to just kind of watch the homeowners go through that process, you know, for a lot of reasons, maybe a homeowner is stuck, they, they live in a space and they want to do something different with it but they're not sure what to do. They can't see what needs to be done. They don't know what to do in order to do it. And so it's kind of fun to see these people from the outside come in and, and help them go through that process. And this, this show is, is hosted by Chip and Joanna Gaines and they bring a lot of expertise. They bring a lot of vision. They bring a lot of ability to see things. And I think that's, that's a positive thing where If you have people, even if it's a TV show, if you have people who are trying to help someone else see something, that's very good. If you've ever been in a situation where you did try to do a remodel, it's it's hard to see something that's not there. You know, in order to to do a remodel, in order to do a redesign, you have to see it differently than what it is now. And sometimes we just get stuck in that place where all we can see is how it looks right now. Last week we talked about how when we go into a, a new year, it's a chance for us to think about vision and to think about how things might look as we look at our lives, as we look at our lives of faith, as we look at the connection that we have with God, and as we're trying to live all that out together. A new year, even though it's simply just the turning of a page on the calendar, we still think of it as this new opportunity to think about what might lie ahead and how might we be able to go to that place, to go in that direction that we feel God leading us to go. It's a show like this that I think can, can help us to do that. There's a process that they go through each and every show. There's a process of, of how they take this starting point of wherever they are and wherever this house is to this transformation and how it, how it looks at the end. And the process is pretty simple. There's the design, there's the demo, there's the build, the build and there's the reveal. The design is that idea that you get, that picture in your mind that you get, that this is what it could look like. If we take what's here now, we do all these things, here's what this, spi- this space might look like. So that's kind of the vision part of it. Then there's the demo where you have to take away all the non-essential things. <clears throat> Strip everything down to the studs. Leave everything that's essential, everything that you need to have, but take away everything else. 
The build is when you bring in the new things. You, build, you bring in the new designs, the new textures, the new furniture, whatever else it is that you want to do to remodel in that area. And then the reveal is not just to see it for the first time, but to move into it and to live into that space. And there's something about that process that <clears throat> as I was looking at this, I was thinking, that's a lot like a visioning process. Whenever you do any kind of visioning, whenever you try to find that, that picture of, of what you want your life to be and where you want to go, there's a process of how we get there. And it's a lot like this. So we're going to use this, this TV show, this, this show Fixer Upper, and the process that they use as a kind of framework for us as we enter into a new year to help us understand for our own lives what might be a vision that God has for me. As I'm trying to live my life as a follower of Jesus, I'm trying to go from point A to point B and to be better each and every day. How does that look? How does that look for me? How does, how does God want me to grow? How does God want me to live? How does God want me to serve? But we're also going to look at it from the standpoint of the church. This year, our church council is going to be working on vision and coming up with vision and trying to find vision for the next few years. And so we want to have your input. We want to have just your, your participation in the, this process. So this series is going to be a little different in the sense that it's not just going to be me talking, you listen. It's going to be interactive in the sense that each week there's going to be a question that I want you to reflect on, a question that kind of thinks and dives into each one of these areas or parts of the process. Think of it from the perspective of your own life, but also think of it from the perspective of the church. And we're going to gather those, that information together, gather that data together, and that can help the council as they're working on this vision for Green Valley. It can, it, it can be a way for us all to be a part of how that works out. And so when you think about that process, when you think about how we're trying to move from point A to point B, as you think about how we're trying to become better, it's all about seeing it. It's all about seeing this place, seeing us doing something, seeing us living life in a certain kind of a way, and understanding how that can work. HGTV describes this TV show as, as the Gaineses going through this process of taking a dilapidated house that has potential and transforming it into a show place. When I saw that line, that, that line kind of struck me. That, that line kind of hit me as though, in a way, that's kind of what God does in our lives. You know, as we're looking at each and every day of living and living out a life of faith and, and just trying to be who God wants us to be, that line that they take dilapidated houses with potential and turn them, transform them into show places. I think there's a lot of times that we understand that, that we are broken, that we're, we're messed up. We make mistakes. We do things that are wrong. We have these great aspirations to do what God wants us to do. We have these great aspirations of following our faith. We have these great aspirations of, of being devoted to God and, and reading our Bibles and applying the, those principles and those ideals into our lives. But we don't always do it. We fall short of that. We, we fall short of what, what God wants from us. We're, we're dilapidated. Sometimes we may feel more dilapidated than others, but we can see the paint, the paint peeling off the wall. We can see those places where things just don't look as snappy as they used to. We can see where it's just kind of lost the, the luster of what it could be. And we feel that dilapidated. We feel that we're broken. We feel that we're, we're messed up. But God comes into our life and transforms us. God, because of Jesus, brings that, that presence into our lives and makes us into a show place. Not, not a show place of, ooh, ah, look at them. Look at how pretty they are. That's a pretty person over there. That's not the show place that, that, that we're talking about. The show, place that, the show place of faith is this idea that 
We can live this out, that we can, we can be a place where God's love is made known, where people can see us and, and people can see our lives and see how we live our lives each and every day, and they can see God in us. I think that's, that's the idea of show place when it comes to our faith. That, yes, we're broken. Yes, we're messed up. But God comes in. God transforms us. God gives us this new life. God gives us this new opportunity. God gives us this new chance. And in that living of that new life, we are a show place for people to see how good God is, for people to see how wonderful that is. We know that, that God does so much for us. We know that God blesses us in so many ways. We know that God is constantly building designing and helping us move through this life. I think as we think about who we are and how we're trying to live that life, we want to see that as clearly as we can. We want to be able to see that picture of who God is making us to be. We want to be able to understand how we can take a step from point A to point B and be that person that God wants us to be. It's a matter of vision. It's a matter of seeing it. It's a matter of seeing that picture and understanding how that works. I think that we can understand that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. We can find ways to be able to make a difference in this world. We can find a way to be able to live this out each and every day. Just like the games through the process, go through the process of, of changing this house into this new thing, God does that with us. We want to be at that place where we know that we're showing the love of God, where we're showing who God is and how beautiful and how wonderful that is. If you've ever done any kind of redecorating in your house, you know that as you go through the process, there's a lot of choices. There's a lot of different options that we have. There's the color scheme that you're going to use. There's the textures that you use. What furniture are you going to use? What kind of overall theme are you going to use? What's the interior design kind of theme going to be? How, how's, how's it going to go? Is this going to go here? Is that going to go there? What's going to go on the wall over here? All kinds of choices that we have to make. And that's often where we struggle is how do we narrow down that choice? How do we figure out what that is? How do we get to that place of having this new transformed redesigned space? I think that's the same question as for us in our faith. How do we narrow down the options of what that picture is of us living out God's life, the life that God has given to us? What does that look like? How do we narrow that down? I think our text in Ephesians gives us a bit of a starting point. Ephesians is at least most scholars believe that Ephesians is a letter that was not written to a specific church because it breaks the the New Testament pattern. A lot of the letters in the New Testament that are written to specific churches address specific issues where someone would, would write, hey, here's our issue. Here's something we're struggling with. And the letter that we have in the Bible was a response letter where someone said, okay, here's the issue that you have. Here's some steps that you can take. Here's some things that you can do to be better. There isn't that specific issue in Ephesians. So most scholars think that this is a letter that went to many churches around Ephesus. And we get that sense because the letter is really broad. It's not focusing on one single specific issue, but it's more of a broad category of of how God is working in life, how God is bringing good things into our lives. It gives us this kind of vast landscape of God's love and all that God has done for us and all that God has done in and through Jesus all the power that God used to to bring Jesus to the earth. We just finished the Christmas season where we celebrate God among us and God has come to be with us on this planet. We know that that takes power in order to do that. All the things that that Jesus endured, all the power that it took to to bring Jesus back from the dead, all these amazing things that, that God has offered to us 
through Jesus, all the work that God has done. Ephesians kind of encapsulates that and kind of throws that up there as this this great big landscape of, of what the world is like. But it also reminds us that as we live our lives, as we struggle from day to day, trying to figure out what's next, trying to figure out what next step we can take, trying to figure out what that picture is, trying to figure out where that direction is that we're going to go, that all happens within the landscape of God's love. No matter what we're facing, no matter what's happening, no matter how difficult it is, no matter how confused we are, no matter how broken and dilapidated we are, we know that we still live within the landscape that is God's love. Everything in our lives is reframed by this idea of God loving us and God offering us hope and God offering us this this new idea of what life can be. And that's, I think, something that helps us to narrow it down, that, that God has a future, The reign of Christ isn't something that's a maybe. The reign of Christ isn't something that might happen sometime in the future. The reign of Christ is something that happens now. The reign of Christ is something that we experience in this this future that we're often afraid of is rushing up to us in a grand positive way. This this future that God has for us is something that, that embraces us. This future is a future that's filled with God. It's a future that's filled with God's grace. It's filled with, with, with just that, God, that presence of God that empowers us and equips us to move forward. That's a, that's, that's a future that's out there. So we want to encapture what that looks like and, and how we can focus on narrowing that down to get to where we need to be. This text talks about that they pray that our hearts are enlightened. Enlightened is about seeing Whenever light is added to something, it helps us to see things better. That's a vision thing. We want to be able to see things in a more clear kind of way. And I believe that when we have that focus, when we have that connection, when we have that connection to who God is, when we're, when we're able to have this relationship with God and, and know that day in and day out that God is always there for us, no matter how dilapidated we are, and bring that transformation into our lives, that we have this idea of where God is leading us to go. This future of God is an amazing future. Our part is to figure out what role do we play. God's future is this beautiful thing where where he's bringing transformation to the entire world. When we're trying to figure out our vision, when we're trying to figure out what that looks like, it's about us figuring out what role do we play in this future that God has. What role do we play and how we live that out? And that's essentially what vision is. The best definition I've ever heard of vision is it's just a snapshot of what it looks like when you're living out your purpose. Now, for us as a church, our purpose is to make and the mature disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. That's the official mission statement of the United Methodist Church, to make and mature disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. That's our mission. So a vision is, what does it look like when we do that? What does it look like as we're living that out? What does it look like for us to be who God has called us to be? God has given us a blank design. He's given us this blank blueprint. And he's given us an opportunity to be able to fill that in. What do we fill that in with? How do we find that vision? What does it look like when we are living out that that purpose in our own lives? This is where the interaction comes from. Here's the, the first question that we're going to be addressing. Now, remember, I want you to think about this question in two parts. Think about it for your own life, but also think about it in connection to Green Valley United Methodist Church. You'll see inside of your bulletin that there is an insert, which by the way, I did not request black and gold, but I'm very happy that it is black and gold. You can thank Maria for that. 
there's an insert that has this question on it. I would like you to think about this question, but I'm going to ask that you fill that out while we're here. Because you know what happens when we say, fill this out when you go home, and we have the best of intentions, but we forget about it, it gets thrown away, it gets pushed aside. As the council is working on this vision for the next several years of this church, we want your input. So the way that I want you to think about this question, and the kinds of things that I want you to think about putting on this paper, are if we had all the resources available to us, if there was nothing holding us back, if we had all the money in the world, if we had all the people in the world, if we had all the time in the world, what would be in place? What kind of ministry would Green Valley be doing? Who would we be connecting with? What does that look like? That's, that's the kind of thing I want you to think about. If there's nothing holding us back, if there's nothing that, that limits us in our ability as a church, we know in reality we have lots of limitations, but this is a dreaming stage. This is a stage where we get to picture what it might look like. What's some possibilities of what might we be doing? This is a, a positive thing. So what might we change? What might we add in a positive way that helps us to live out this vision? Think about that for a few minutes. Be honest in your answer. Write out whatever that is. You can write just a couple of words if you want. If you want to draw a picture of that, like with words, do that. If you want to draw an actual picture, do that too. This is a chance for us to dream as a church. What would be in place, say five years from now? What would be in place? Who are we connecting with? What does that look like? How powerful is that? All those sorts of things. What can we add to this picture of who God is calling us to be. I have, you may have seen it on your way in, there's a basket sitting in the the middle of the the gathering area back there. That's where you can put this sheet of paper. The band's going to be just kind of playing for a couple of minutes behind us. But take some time right now. Really think about it. What can we add to make us live out what God has for us? What does it look like as we live out the purpose of making disciples for Jesus Christ?